It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. location. I got a big oak tree out in the yard. It's delightful. With me, Samantha Balch. How you doing, Sam? Hello. Doing great. Excited to hear more about this big oak tree. Does everyone get well, an oak I mean, tree or is it only your oak tree? Um, it's just there in the yard. It's got, I, I, I don't think this isn't, this isn't, there's some fancy ones around the neighborhood. They got the Spanish moss on them and everything. Oh, I love that. I don't think, I don't think this one is, this one doesn't have any Spanish moss. I don't think I haven't, I haven't inspected, but, uh, uh you know, that's so what's up with you? Uh, I'm working at a new job these days. Since we are we are recording in September, I started a new job in August. Uh, I also went to Alaska. So well, let's talk about crazy. Alaska next time. Talk about that new job. <laughs> new job. I work in a public school now. Uh, I work at a fully self-contained preschool special education. Wow. Education classroom uh, and a public school still in Hawaii, where I currently live. And we are now officially a month into school. So it's been great. Having a great time. What, what, what does that entail? It entails so early intervention programs, which so legally under, I always called it IDEA, but then in all my training, people are just referring it to to it as IDEA, the, the IDEA act of 1970 something. Children ages, starting at age three, are entitled to early intervention services if they have special needs. So part of what that looks like is the the big government, I'm sorry, the G word, Jeff, sorry, the G word, Mm -hmm. um, will, is required to provide them free, appropriate public education. So that can start at age three if they have a documented special need, learning disability, et cetera. So that is where I come in. I then do that. So typically all of the children I am working with have been identified through early intervention services. So most likely their parents notice something like, hey, my kid isn't hitting that milestone that their older sibling hit. Or, hey, the kids across the street are doing this and my kid just keeps lining up trucks. That's a little different. And then they go talk to a variety of people. They get some sort of formalized label and then they are eligible to receive services. I am services. You are services. <laughs> you have a t-shirt that says services yes. on it? Or? I am services. <laughs> I am specially designed instruction, SDI minutes. So you are, 
You, you're drinking. What are you drinking out of? Let me see that water. Oh, that's a huge. This is just a giant water bottle because I'm very okay. thirsty all that, the time. That's that's that's. Um, it's a looks that's like a very well made water bottle. That's a that's a hefty, it really water is. Bottle. It was a gift from a student, and I love it. Um, unfortunately, it is a Yeti water bottle, which douchebags use. So Yeti, please sponsor this podcast. Yeah, I mean, it fits. I think it's appropriate. <laughs> um, so you're the boss of your own classroom, I understand. Yes. More or less, like there's, I like there are other preschool. I mean, you got you got to put up for those pesky children. Yeah, I mean, there are kids. Um, there are other preschool teachers at every school in our district. Sure. Uh, there's one other preschool teacher next door to me, but I am in charge of my room. I receive these children. I talk to their families. I get their um, IEP, their individualized education plan that has their goals specifically stated. Those goals match up with. This, I'm in Hawaii, the state of Hawaii's early learning standards that they have developed is like, these are what children need to be able to do by the time they are done with kindergarten, from the time they're born to the time they're done with kindergarten. So we look at those, we look at their age, we say, what is this child doing really well? What can we help this child do? It's just a very formalized way of my uh, every other job I've ever Everything had. else that you've ever done. So, how many, how many yeah. kids? Right now I have six. I will have a maximum of 10, but I'm also, one of the reasons I took this job because I am in a very military heavy population. So my, mm-hmm. my, our enrollment changes constantly because we have a lot of children coming in, coming out, which I really wanted to work with because that's how I grew up. So I, can, I feel like sure. I can really connect with these kids and these families and let them know like, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna suck for a little bit. Parts of it are gonna be sure. awful, but overall you're gonna be okay. So, and I'll save that question for later. Um, well, we, this, kind of, this kind of relates to, I mean, the new job is why the topic we've got for this episode it came is. up, right? Uh, so so the topic, we're, we're talking about the fact that uh, all kids can play. Um, so where, where do you, let's just jump in and transition All kids can that. play and all kids should play. And I think what, what I've been running into and what's interesting for me is hearing like some of the other preschool teachers in in, who are in the same in the same public school domain as me right so they have the same Mm -hmm. expectations as me talking about how well after 10 30 you know we lose them right because then we go outside and then we have lunch and then we have nap and then we have another outdoor play and then the day's over i'm like yeah and those are all wonderful great experiences (laughs) but they're coming from this perspective of well, that's no longer the learning. Like they have, in my opinion, like completely missed the plot of how children learn. And I think Mm -hmm. part of that is because we have this, I'm coming from a very Americanized perspective here, but we have this idea that if a child has a learning disability or a special need, the goal is to fix that child. The goal is to make Mm -hmm. that child pass as a quote, typical child. So what we need to do is fill up all of their deficiencies and then they're good to go. So that child in a way doesn't deserve to play and have that free play time. That's for the kids that are quote normal. This kid has to be sitting down. This kid has to learn how to sit at circle. This kid has to learn how to name all of the colors in order. And I haven't, even at other schools I've been at that are more quote academic based, you know, that aren't Mm -hmm. as playful. 
I haven't like even there I didn't notice as much of a push for that kind of thing as I do with children who are who have atypical development and I think that's it's very interesting to me because what I'm noticing um I set up my classroom this is the first time in a long time I've had a classroom that I get to decide how it looks like like, yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) let me do the environment so the first thing I did is I got rid of the desk, the teacher desk. I'm like, I don't want this. I got rid of like that U-shaped small group table. I'm like, no, that, we don't that need kidney that. Bean, that kidney yeah, bean I'm table. Like, we got other tables. We don't, this table, it's massive. It, you know, takes up half the room. Like we don't need this. Sure. And as, as I'm moving it out of my room, one of the other teachers comes by and says, well, where are you going to do your work? I'm like <laughs> at the other tables, <laughs> there's many tables in this room. <laughs> so I get rid of all that. I make a, you know, a designated area where we can put all of our construction stuff, all of our blocks, all of our like kind of our our big trucks, all of our little trucks, that kind of area. I make a designated area with a kitchen that I bought, um, which I also didn't just buy for this job, but also have for like when my niece gets to come around. Um, So I put, you know, I put like the kitchen over here. I put all sorts of different kind of dramatic play sorts of things. I have a whole little library set up. I've got tables that are near an easel. I've got other little tables. People are coming in gobsmacked at the way this room looks. They're like, well, where, where are their seats? I'm like, anywhere. I'm just pointing to the chair. Like they can, we have a floor. Yeah, they can pick. Also, I have these giant carpets that don't have, I'm so sorry, but I really hate those carpets that like have the letters and the numbers on them and like are like uh-huh. really bright colors. I don't like them. They confuse me. I don't love the vibe. My carpet is blue. It's just a blue carpet. Like it's lovely. Wait, wait, time out. What shade of blue? Oh, it's like a, I would call it dusky blue. Okay. Like a, it's not like bright blue. It's not royal blue. It's like a Mm -hmm. dusky blue, almost gray. Really? there you go. Yeah, we lean into that. Lean in, I I lean into a lot of blues and grays. (laughs) But I had a lot of people- the fact that these people are so taken aback by the setting scares and disappoints and and saddens so, me, Sam. I had that first reaction too. I'm like, oh, okay. I am walking into a situation where there are not a lot of people on the same line of thought as me. And then I decided, you know, I can do two things. I can wallow in this. Nobody understands me like I did when I was 15. Or I can decide I am going to go all in on what I know is best for kids and what I know is best for all kids. And I might not have all of the data yet. I might not have found every research paper that's going to back me up. But I know that giving them the space and the choice to decide what they're going to do and to be with them, to be extremely present with them, having conversations, taking notes on what's interesting them, giving them things that seem interesting, stopping things when they're not into it, pivoting constantly, that's going to make more of a difference. And that's what's going to help them enjoy their day. Now it's been a month. Um, Obviously every day is chaos because every day is chaos and that's okay. But it's, mm-hmm. this is, I think, the first time in my career where I feel like every day is chaos, but I am in control of it. I am in full control of the chaos. I feel incredibly confident in the room every day. Every, I mean, there's always fun challenges, always weird things that happen. Sure. But well, that, I mean, that's a different flavor of chaos. Right. 
Exactly. But overall, like this is exactly how I would react in a classroom full of typically developing children who have completely normal speech patterns. And the fact that I'm in a not that, you know, not that setting. And some of these children are completely nonverbal. That's not going to mm -hmm. change how I'm going to interact with them. I'm going to be a little smarter. Like I use a lot more pictures and I do a lot more signing than I might with children who are more verbal. But overall, we're having the same conversations. We're using the same materials. We're going through the same routines. It, it did take us a little bit longer on the uptake than it did the other classroom who does things in a more, quote, traditional, like almost kindergarten to first grade way where, you know, they all line up and they, they all have their own seat where they all sit at their table. It took us a little bit longer because I think, you know, we're in a new environment. They didn't know me. We needed to test those boundaries and figure out what it was like to be part of this community. And now they get it. And they're very sweet. They're very kind. When we ring the tambourine for cleanup, they all have to pass it around because they all want to turn. And it's very precious. Well, I mean, but who doesn't who doesn't want to turn on the tambourine? Who doesn't want to turn on the tambourine to clean up? But I'm gonna make a note them, to get a tambourine. Oh, you should. You should. Tasha would love that. <laughs> I'm sure she would. But like tambourine. giving them this opportunity to play. And to just have space that's for themselves. A lot of these kids also do like a lot of outside therapies, right? Like they're going to speech sure. therapy outside of school or they're going to some other sort of behavior group outside of school. This might be one of the only places where it's their room. And if they want to take the plastic, you know, the wooden and the plastic food over to the library and feed the stuffed whale I have over there, I'm like, yes, by all means. Please go do that. Let's let's hang out and do that together. Whale whales got to eat. Yeah, wait. His name's Waylene. Wait, of course it is. Um, <laughs> so, so do you are are any of the six kids you have so far? Do any of them come with their own aids? Because I know that's a thing sometimes. Yeah. Too. So none of mine do presently. Uh, there's, I think there's a slim chance we might get one for one of, my, one of my students who has higher support needs, the other classroom does have a student who has sort of like a one-to-one paraeducator, almost kind of situation. Um, I do not, I do have a person that gets, that comes into my classroom and that is there most of the day. So, and she's great because we have, we have a lot of great conversations. She's never been in a classroom quite like this, but she really enjoys it. So that's really fun for both of us to kind of figure this out. So another question I had, I, I visited up in the can. Hey, oh, by the way, hi, Denise. Um, hi, Denise. My, my, <laughs> my, my buddy up in, up, in, up in the Canada, she worked for years in a, in a program out in, uh, in uh, Halifax that Ooh. was serving the same population, but it was a quote unquote integrated, I think they called it. So they had yeah. some What's the right word? I, I don't want to use the word normal kids but because what that's you, not yeah. the world. Um, Typically developing is what people usually default sure, to. But like when you say, the, the, we know you're not being rude when you say normal. Yeah. And and that was a, I mean, I, I that, that was a fun program to visit because yeah. there, were, there were paraplegic kids and kids that were moving a billion miles an hour and they were playing and it was, it was just great. So is that, is that something your program can support or is that something that so could be a thing? I, I am a huge advocate of those programs. Like a, like, you know, you've got anecdotal evidence from your friend. Hi, Denise, again, um, 
And like, I've got anecdotal evidence from my own teaching experience and also just sure. people I know, like there's great research about it. The issue is because we are a public school, presently there is public funding only for children with documented needs. So mm -hmm. the school would, if it could, accept typically developing children and have an integrated room, but legally we can't yet. I hope that changes. That's something that I talk about a lot, um, just like in, you know, the like the general, like what, what do I see the vision of education being? I'm like, I think this would be fantastic. So one yeah. of the cool things about the program is that since you can start when you're three on, you can't start kindergarten here until you're six. There mm -hmm. are some kids that are in this program for three years. So they all know each other. So like the, the ones that have been here for a while have made incredible progress because, you know, now they're four, they've been here for over a year or now they're five. They've been mm -hmm. here for two years and they're, you know, they are really acting like the sort of helper mentor kind of role that you would hope that a kid that has been somewhere for a long time would. They love to like show the other kids where to put things away. They, I have one kid that his favorite thing to do is when someone sort of wanders off, you know, cause the bathroom's right outside the door, but so is the playground. So I think I'm gonna go to the playground. He will run up to them and shake his hand in their face. Like, no, no. And then grab their hand and bring them back. Like their little guide dog. It's oh man, what a precious. cop. Right? Oh man, what a, a cop. And amusingly, <laughs> uh, he does not always do those things himself, but it's rules uh -huh. for me and not for me is kind of his, sure. his MO right now. Um, but it's well, I mean, very, it's those, very are the, those are the easiest rules to follow, right? Yeah. The rules oh, for yeah. somebody else. Yeah, for somebody else. Like, oh, you got to be yeah. over here. I'm like, oh, I think it was your turn to go potty. He's like, no. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> I don't think it, it was. No, yeah, he'll point that. to everyone else. That, yeah, he's great. They're, they're so great. But it's, it, it was so interesting for me to, to like come into it and, and see, because again, like the idea is that we are specially designed instruction, which means that everything we do is incredibly intentional with the goal of meet, with the, with the purpose of meeting a child's stated goals, which everything I do is already intentional, I guess. So mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, this isn't a change for me. However, my intention often looks like giving them materials that I know they're going to talk about right? Because I want them to get frustrated and ask for help. So I need to give them something that's going to make them chatty. It's not sitting them down and drilling them with questions. It's not doing flashcards to, to solicit a specific answer from them. It is way more free form, which I think in a lot of ways, and I've talked about this before, is a lot more work on my mm -hmm. part. You know, there's a lot of I, I mentioned this to I think Heather when we were podcasting a couple of weeks ago, but um, I, I view the biggest portion of my pay as thinking. Like when mm -hmm. I think about like, what am I being paid for? Most of what I'm being paid for is to think and to reflect and to decide and to then to act. Like the setting things up, that's really, that's not like, that, that's part of it, but it's all of the thinking that I'm doing at every other por portion of the day that's really for me where it's all coming from. So in no way could anyone come to me and say that this isn't specially designed instruction because it absolutely is. It just looks very different than like the classroom down the hall or like a classroom at another school. And I feel like we could all do it this way where they get to play and we don't, you know, we can kind of almost remove some of that pressure from the children and just tell like, we know what you're doing is what you need to do. 
let us find out how your needs fit into what you like. So I think into that, I, I think when we're talking all kids can play, I think we, we need to, to note that there's, there's a couple other groups that kind of get knocked out of the play for the same reasons you're talking about. Um, because because the, the way the world works right now, um, it, from what the research, the way I understand it, you tell me if I'm wrong, um, right now we're living in a world where all white kids can play, all, all middle class and up white kids can play. If you happen to be a, a poor kid or a non-Caucasian kid, there's more, uh, it, it's more likely you're going to be uh, pushed into, into academics earlier than, than other kids as yeah, well. I feel, that, like this is mass, I feel like this is massive character growth for you. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I've never heard you talk about this on the podcast before. I've known you for like four or five years. We've never oh, talked about You haven't about listened to all the episodes then. No, that, you well, there's almost the a thousand. No, there's you're almost so 900. Yeah, it's almost a thousand. We're rounding up. No, that's, that's so true. And that research is still accurate. And that is an incredibly important point because again, I mean, I'll go back but like I do with Heather, I'll go back to it's all this capitalist mindset of we have to make people as productive as possible as early as possible. So we want to be able to measure their productivity early. So in order to do that, what do we do? We do things that are standardized and industrialized so that we can measure productivity, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, no, that's, it's, it's extremely true. And then I would, you know, we've got, and the way, like the way kids play is different, right? Like the way children of color play is not often the same way that white children play, especially if there's class differences. So like, and you, uh, you know a lot about how boys and girls tend to play differently, right? Like there's a lot more rough housing in, with certain groups of children. And when we view that as lesser play or not really play, we're missing out on so much of what those children are clearly expressing that they need. I, I for me, like with this, this group of children, I have a lot of children who are on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. And one thing a lot of them like to do is line things up or spin wheels on cars. They don't like to make the cars go. They just like to sit and spin the wheels. And I think that's great because if that's what you want to do right now, let's do that. Let's figure out what about that is interesting. Maybe I'll put out something else that spins. See if that interests you. We can just talk about it spinning. We can just line things up if we want to. I feel like when we, when we look at this thing and we say, this is a problem, the way you're playing is bad. That's, I think where a lot of it starts and we start to get into this really kind of gross zone of, well, these kids can't play or they don't know how to play or they shouldn't play. We should be doing something else with them. They're not playing right. Yeah. I think that's, so, I think that's a lot of it. Yeah. Any any of these coworkers that gasped when they walked into your classroom? Um, have you had any pushback from any of them? I have not had any pushback. I have had praise, which has been new for me. <laughs> I had I had two <laughs> that must people, be that must be very off putting. Yeah, I had two people come into my room and they're like, "Sam," and I'm like, "Yeah, what's up?" They're like, do you know what you're doing? And I was like, "I I think so." I think so. <laughs> It's year eight. I hope so. More or less. They're like, no, what you are doing is exactly what these kids need. And th these are two speech language pathologists. So mm -hmm. they, they start <clears throat> rattling things off to me 
about language development and how it works and how like everything you're doing is exactly this method we've been trying to teach the people here for 10 years and you just came in and did it like it has a formal name like there's trainings you can go to on this like, oh that's really cool can you tell me more like wow what is that but like what you you're you're talking to them so much and giving them so many opportunities to converse that their language is going to grow exponentially and that is huge for this group of children they need that so much and then you have all of these varieties of things that they do with their fingers that they do with their bodies like that's how they're going to learn it. i'm like yeah i know <laughs> yeah i did that <laughs> what what's your outdoor space look like we have shared one, or it, we have one shared outdoor space that is sad um that's a lot of like now to be very fair when this started the the stuff i'm going to describe it was the right when covid began and this this program still opened and there was a lot people didn't know at that point in time and there were a lot of people um that were immunocompromised or like medically fragile children so mm -hmm. there's like different you know those plastic play structures the little ones for like toddlers sure. we have basically enough of those like one for every kid because that's more or less how they divided it during covid like everybody had their own little bubble and they play in the bubble um so we now that's all together and there's like a little uh sort of like figure eight concrete track that they that we a lot of the times use for bikes and cars and scooters but then there's also the big kid quote big kids playground and I like to take my kids to the big kids playground when the big kids aren't there because there's a lot of them and they're they're pretty big. But I do like to take them over there. So it's kind of, you know, like a classic schoolyard playground. There's a fireman pole, there's a bunch of slides, um, there's a swing. We also have a really big open field right behind our classroom that isn't used for anything. It's like near the parking. It's not like right next to the parking lot because it's huge, but it's just got, it's very shaded. It's beautiful there. There's a huge monkey pod tree that they love to look at. We look at that tree a lot. We talk about that tree a lot. Uh, we use that field for dancing. Today we use that field for rolling hoops. We did a lot of rolling hoops and throwing hoops. That was really fun today. It was a good day. <laughs> so that's been great. But what's really interesting about that, uh, the big field outdoor area that I'm describing is no one else has ever used it before. I'm the first person to use it. And they're like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. I'm like, it's right here. It's right there's, there, yeah. And there's, and a lot of kids, um, a lot of the older kids eat snack at one of the tables nearby. So there's always a lot of crumbs. Mm -hmm. So there's always a lot of birds and they love the birds. Right. We got, they want to watch the birds every day. They want to look for feathers every day. We got the microscopes for the feathers. So much fun. So much to talk about. Do you, have you have you do you have room inside for an inside swing, a platform swing, or a hammock no. swing or something? No, we've got kind of a hammock swing. Outside. All that uh, all that vestibular stuff that would be. A yeah, good we have. Uh, I would love that. We have a a quote sensory room unquote for the school. It is oh, a storage room that like there's like three squishy things inside of. So I'm like, I think maybe we got a come back to this some other time like when i say storage room i mean it is literally uh -huh. stacks of boxes and then there's like this one the, the like single Same. person trampoline and then like one of the like big rolly things and sometimes i'll go in there with some of them and we'll hang out if we're like practicing turn taking and stuff like that if they like really want to wiggle yeah you but, need to clean that room out and claim it as your own yeah i'd love to all right i'd love to clean it out and then just like claim it for everyone and be like you can like use this space but like look at this space it's amazing 
They love to jump. No, claim it as your own. <laughs> Charge rent. If any of the classrooms want to want to use it, they got to give you something out of the table. <clears throat> I'd love more oh. inside gross motor, though. I would love more inside gross motor. I don't have quite enough space. Yeah, but I've got. I've yeah, got a couple that's things always the problem. Mail, so, so um, my 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 favorite. All kids can play stories. Back in my my oh, it got bright where you are. Um, Sorry, yeah, that's <laughs> my computer. <laughs> um, back in my my community center director days, uh, in our in our after school and summer programs, we had a a young lady who who was with us for a, a bunch of years, who uh, was wheelchair bound. She was uh, paraplegic and mm -hmm. uh, just just delightful, um, and she wanted to do all of the things. And yeah. pretty much everybody else was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And so she would play, she would play kickball. Um, she, she couldn't, couldn't kick. So somebody would kick for her and she, she had the electric chair and mm -hmm. then she would try to make her way down to the base, but she, she got frustrated that that wasn't quite fast enough. Um, so she would, she would have designated pushers would and and uh, just i'm just picturing the burliest kids behind her <laughs> no no usually scrawny little <laughs> scrawny little little girls um, and but i mean they were all they were all buds and and it was great and um i i mean she was just just one of one of the group and yeah. that was that was just just kind of delightful i hadn't thought about it, it, it for a while but oh i'm, cl I'm glad you were I'm able to to have that yeah, memory. I don't need That's to, really I don't need great. to have, I don't need to have feels. <laughs> yeah. Crush those down. Uh, don't, yeah. don't bring those Keep up. those feels inside. But like, how wonderful is that? That like the goal wasn't, you know, you can't do this. So you need yeah. to go do something else. It was, how do we bring you into this in a way that feels good for you? Yeah. And how and do, what how the, do what, we make you a part of this? And, and what the research says, as I understand it is, is the, the kids that we most tend to take play away from are the kids who most need the play. Absolutely. And, and that's another uh, reason why I'm so excited about this job. And I'm so passionate sure. about like, we're doing, like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to give these kids the time they need to explore the things they need to explore. I'm going to build a wind tunnel. I'm going to build a light table. Like I'm going to give them what they need. And so the, the person that hired you hasn't walked in and said, oh, Sam, oh, what the fuck? She's that only been yet? in my room once. She's been in the <laughs> other classroom several times. I'm like really worried because she seems to like me and we have a great rapport, but she's never seen me with the kids. Ever. When she was in the room that one time, did she walk like six foot into the room and look around and just turn around, do that, do that big, that just complete turn? No, because the and then kids walk weren't out? even there. It was before oh. the kids arrived. And she said, Wow, this room looks beautiful. It looks like a, it looks like a home. And I'm like, Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> that's what I was going for. I wanted it to look like your house. So. Oh, as long as she's not coming in and threatening you, I guess. Uh, I right. Guess like that hasn't happened yet. Thing. Like, I get a little bit of like, I feel like there's a little bit of side eye periodically from some other teachers that are like, Sam lets her kids climb on things and then uh -huh. like makes it a game for them to yeah. come off. And I'm like, yeah, because if she's in a good mood and she's going to keep climbing on top of this gate, I'm going to take her down and we're going to giggle. And then she's going to run back at, like, we'll talk about it while we do it. But if she's in a good mood, I'm going to keep her in a good mood. I don't want to so, be mean. 
what's the assessment situation? Is, are there are you being judged by in comparison to those more academic rooms, or what's I the situation know. with that? I have no idea. So there is an educate for public school teachers. There is an educator evaluation evaluations. I think it's like EES educator evaluation system in Hawaii that like you get like those classic like effective, uh, you know, highly effective whatever. But I do not understand how it works. No one has explained it to me. Um, I know there's an observation component, but I know it's priest like it's not they never do for that. They never do like pop in observations or surprise observations. It's always pre scheduled. So I haven't heard anything about that. The biggest thing for me in terms of like assessment and evaluation is that I am required four times a year to provide feedback on every goal the child has in their IEP. So what does their progress look like this quarter? What does it look mm -hmm. like next quarter? And um, then I have a second, a secondary uh, checklist for the state that I'm required to do about the child's progress, but that one's all online and it's incredibly easy. So I'm like, I'm not worried at all. Um, how, how, are, how, are, how are parents responding? How, I mean, they probably peeked into those other rooms or had experiences with those other other type of settings. How are your parents handling? They seem really happy. <laughs> um, I don't totally know because a lot of the kids do take the bus. So I don't see their kids, their parents at drop off or pick up like other places. Mm -hmm. I do see some of them because, you know, there's like the carpool line and stuff. So I do see some of them. And the ones that I've talked to, they seem so happy. I've had more than one parent tell me, you know, my students doing like my kids doing so good this year like at home, good. my kid is so happy. I'm like, great, good. your kid should be happy. They're three, everything's yeah. great. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so that feels and, good. And, yeah, and I got one more question then we'll wrap it up because we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're getting to episode link here. Uh, how, how, how are you, how are you compared to other jobs and your stress levels and anxiety and that really kind of stuff, good. how do you feel? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I think the, the biggest anxiety I have right now is the progress monitoring part is new for me, uh, just to be just to do it four times a year and to have like a lot of written data. But I do enjoy data and I do enjoy writing things down and I tend to like keep actions and interactions in my head. So I'm not too worried about it. It's just going to be a lot of like front end work, which is a bummer. Sure. Um, but I really do enjoy it. I think I've loved every job I've had apart from like one, um, which I don't talk about often. So I, I really feel like I'm using my skill set in a really, not that there's ever a group of children that doesn't deserve a great teacher, you know, but I feel like yeah. I'm using my skill set in a really great way that's going to reverberate even just beyond this group of children. I think it's going to mm -hmm. really help inspire, you know, the, the paraprofessionals I work with. I think it's really great to work with the other teacher because we do have a little back and forth. So I think that's really great. And that's really exciting because I just want everyone to like, let the kids play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have a good time. Excellent. I can't, I can't wait till we can check in and learn more about this and, and see after, after two months, if you're exactly you're pulling Ask your me hair after out. Halloween. Yeah. Halloween is yeah. always a good litmus test of like how things are going. <laughs> If, if you if you sign up uh, sign into Zoom, and I noticed that you've uh, you pulled all your hair out or something, we'll, yeah, we'll know oh, that there's great. an episode. <laughs> hey, listen, you want to plug it? You got anything you want to plug, Sam? Oh, do I want to plug anything? Um, hmm, let me think. No, not I don't. I don't have anything. I will eventually be having 
on-demand sessions on the Playvolution HQ website, but those aren't even made yet. So. Well, that'd be that'd be the Explorations Early Learning website. But oh you God, you're right, Jesus HQ Christ! Website. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Scrap the whole podcast. We got to Want to make sure we we uh, we plug the things that need plugging. Hey, listeners, thanks for listening to the Child Care Bar and Girl. This is episode. 870 Some. something um so that's that's uh if you want to find the uh the i mean look your your podcast player probably has the most recent 300 episodes if you want to find the the four or five six hundred before that you can go to uh playvolution hq and click the podcast link and you can find all those old episodes where uh where lisa murphy and i were really really drunk for a lot of them uh, <laughs> Or maybe you don't want to listen to those. This is the Child Care Bar. Riot, though. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, this has been the Child Care Bar and Grill. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Back Bye. soon. Bye. We love you. Bye, Denise. We made an episode. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.